Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Back to you again with episode 101. Still haven't had time to go back and go through the first 100 episodes and find the best of, but I will do it. It's going to have to be in the future. i got so many things going on right now. It's hard to even get the podcast done every week, but I am committed to it, and I certainly appreciate all of those, all of you that are committed back. Um, this week, I wanted to, I've talked about it before, but I'm going, to, I'm going to hit it again. It's the beginning of the year, and... You know, I want to talk about the one big thing that will help you get, um, you know, to your desired result. And most people that are listening to this podcast, a lot of the desired result is to grow. I, like I said, a couple weeks ago, I was in uh, Florida at an event, got to meet a friend of mine now, Scott Scraper, uh, Mike Fazy, several young guys that are really, really wanting to grow and do big things and they're just on the first step you know they're the first step that i've talked about and they're figuring out but they're doing the right things they're listening to people they are getting around them you know they're purposely seeing how can i hang out with these guys how can i sit with them at dinner how can i you know play ping pong with them and or whatever and figure out some little nuggets some little thought process because what happens is when you get around people that are further along than you and you start hanging around them you listen to them and you realize they probably think a little bit differently than you and they you just pick up a different way to think and talk and and you know so if you're around people that drag you down you got to get away from them and get around people who think and talk more like either you do now or that you want to in the future so what is the one thing that i can tell you to do to get to a different desired state and if you aren't growing and scaling here's what you are not doing for sure this is simple it's not easy what you're not doing is you're not replacing yourself you are if you want to grow it's simple replace yourself if you're packing boxes somebody else needs to pack boxes. If you're um, the the technician, somebody else needs to be the technician. If you're writing the checks, somebody else needs to write the checks. If you're building the website, somebody else needs to build the website. Like all of the things, all of the things, always replace yourself. That is it. That is the game. Delegation and replacement. Replace, 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 replace. Now, that sounds, it is so simple. It's so simple. Now, as long as you're not lazy and just replacing yourself and sitting on the couch, you replace yourself and find the next thing, turn that into a job, hand it off to somebody that if it's valuable work and you realize, hey, this needs to be done, I'm going to hand it off to somebody else. That is the key. If I could ever tell you anything you quickly you just quickly have to hand off everything for someone else to do if you're going to scale it because a lot of times they are going to be end up being better than you but here's the bad part here's the part that everybody hates and almost nobody can deal with 
<laughs> and it sounds it sounds bad to say it out loud, but this is the truth. If you're going to do, you're going to replace, and you're going to scale, and you're going to train new people, and they're going to do stuff, you're going to put your name on some crappy work. Your name is going to be on some embarrassingly crappy what in the hell happened work why would we do this kind of mistakes who showed you how to do that we don't do it this way you're embarrassing i'm embarrassed you're going to have to put your name on that work now you're gonna have to make it right too right you're gonna have to fix it you're gonna have to fall on the sword you're gonna have to own it and just say golly that is not how we do it here at abc company I'm going to make this right. I don't care if it costs me a ton of money. This is wrong. And you're going to have to own crappy work. And you're going to have to buy mistakes. You're going to have to purchase mistakes and purchase learning because your people are going to absolutely goof it up, blow it, and cost you a fortune, especially early on. But as you buy mistakes, as you put your name on crappy work, one, you develop systems to have less crappy work because you've got to own the crappy work to start with and you're like, oh, wow, we need better training. Oh, wow, we need to go through this class. Oh, wow, I need somebody to check that work better or they need more of this kind of training or specialized training or a specialist to do this work. We can't try to do this anymore. But that ideally happens less and less as you grow and get better. You're always going to have mistakes. You're always going to have work that you're going to have to own and, and just just do it. You can't be mean to your people. You have to be you have to hold them accountable and have high expectations for them as they do themselves. But you're going to have to just know that's the deal. That is the deal. You put your name on crappy work and you buy mistakes. Okay, that's what I do. I have a funny thing I say sometimes at Ashbusters, we do it right the third time. That is my way of coping with not something dangerous or not something like I am proud of having guys make mistakes. No, but it's the fact that you have to have it. If I'm going to build a world-class service business and I'm going to service tons and tons of people, I have to train people. When you train people, everyone has to be a novice. Nobody comes out of the gate an expert. I didn't. It took me forever. I look back on all my mistakes I made and all the crap I did not knowing what I know now. And, you know, luckily nobody got hurt. Luckily I had some bad stuff happen. I had to fix some stuff. I had to be embarrassed. I had to go, you know, have bad reviews and stuff. And people were right. Okay, guess what? I'm a lot better now. We're a ton better. We're so much better. We are a world-class chimney company. Absolutely. Do I still have problems every day? Yeah. Do I still have technicians that do the wrong thing? Of course. So I own it. I train them. If I can't train them up, we have to move them out and we train the next guy. But the longer they're with me, the better they get and the less headaches I have. And ideally, the more money I make and the better the customer service program is. So the other thing is you're not unique. I, I, I talk to a lot of business people and they think that their situation is unique. They can't find good people. They are in a bad area for people. Now, I'm not saying there aren't worse places for people because there are. I know that we recruit in a few different markets 
And in some markets, it's easy and good people are around. And in some markets, it is very hard to find good people. So I get that. But if you're going to use that as an excuse, I could probably set up shop in your area and find the best people around. They're there. But like in Tennessee, we've got to go through probably 100 people to find one. In your area, probably got to go through 200 people to find one. But I'm going to go through them to find them because they're there. And how, so it's how bad do you want it? If you, whatever excuse you want to use, that'll work. That'll, it's the truth. Whatever excuse you want to use is the truth. But if you don't want to have excuses, understand that you are not unique. Your problems are not new. Your roadblocks are the same roadblocks everybody has, but you've chosen to be blocked by them. If you're not going anywhere, you've chosen to make, set that, set up that shop in your brain that, yep, that's a fact. My wife isn't behind me, so I can't grow. Yep, it's a fact. I'm broke. I'm never going to have money. Yep, it's a fact. I'm in this little crap town and, you know, you can't build a big business. Like, what? Yep, I'm too young. Yep, I'm too old. Like, whatever excuse it is, you it's true and you are not unique. Everybody, you got to learn to slay the dragon at the stage you are at. Your problems are not special. They aren't. They just aren't. Somebody has had worse problems than you and is doing better than you now. So whatever you want to claim to own, uh, that's just going to be your cross to bear. Um, you know, I also, you know, for me, I'm learning to not only own mistakes, but also not panic over like, stuff like I just don't panic anymore I you know uh, if, if anybody follows the chimney world there's you know there's been some drama in between two organizations one is super dear to my heart and I'm a volunteer for and they've been under some fire the truth is there's always fire there's a fire every six months to two years and it's just the latest fire and it'll go away and then we'll be back and super strong. And, and, you know, it's, and especially with social media, everything catches on fire and then it just goes away. And it, it just is some people wash out with it and then you just keep going. But the people that are in the middle of it are getting so emotional. And a friend of mine, uh, 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 oh, Mike Bodart, you know, he said a, a really interesting thing at the um, at the convention I was just at. And he said, you know how a big fish becomes a big fish? And I said, no. He says, they don't take the bait. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that is so good. That is so right. They just don't take the bait. And so they get to be a big fish. You just lurk around and you just don't get involved in the stuff that will torch you or end you or upset you or take you off to the wrong path. You just keep your head down and keep going. And that's what I've really learned a, a lot over the years. And, you know, a lot of people know I, I love to be, you know, I'm, I'm a unicorn fan. I believe in the magic. I believe in the possibility. But lately I've become a rhino and a rhino with really thick skin and you can fire arrows at me all day long and it's just not going to bother me you, your arrows don't get a chance to get through and basically you know a rhino is a big fat unicorn so i'm just a unicorn with more layers on me now and i'm going to keep my positive attitude i'm going to help all the people i can if you want to fire arrows that's on you that's not on me i'm gonna i'm gonna go my path and i hope 
you know, the more, you know, the more out front you are on anything, on any topic and anything, you are going to get the arrows. There's a big group of people that want to keep the status quo. There's a big group of people that want, don't want, say, the, you know, the powerful, the the people who are winning just keep winning. They want the underdogs to win, you know, and there's, there's all kinds of reasons why people don't want you or agree with what you're doing. And that's fine. But the more the more of a line in the sand you draw, the more also enemies you're going to have and rabid fans you're going to have too. You're going to have a bunch of people that say that like that, that you you drew the line and you picked one side versus the other, but the other side's going to just try to get you. So, you know, in this, um, in this topic of the simple way to scale, which is re- replace yourself, the other key thing on replacing yourself is execution. Execution of this idea is the biggest thing that you can do. You know, knowledge is not power. There's so many people that have tons of knowledge, but they do nothing with it. They're in my industry all the time, man. They've read a bunch. They've they can talk a big game. Well, what are you doing? Like, what have you actually done and accomplished? except read the codes inside and out and teach people about things. But are you really building a business that somebody goes, yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, are you really doing stuff? Are you, are you, you talking? And, and there's, there's an addiction to people who teach that they love to be the authority, right? They love to be the authority. And, um, you got to watch those people. You really got to watch what they've accomplished. Have if you're in business, have they accomplished what you want? If they haven't, you got to really watch the advice that you're getting from them. I bet most of the people who are teaching um, have not accomplished probably what you want to accomplish. So you have to take, you know, it's just like walnuts. You're gonna crack it. You're gonna get rid of a lot of the stuff you don't can't use. And you're gonna take the nuggets that you can, but. No, execution um, is the path to accomplish what you desire. It just is. It's the single greatest market difference. If if you look for me, when I look at my competition in town and, and anywhere, I just out execute people. Um, I don't think I work harder, but man, my day is full of execution left and right. I'm always executing. I'm always, you know, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I work to get it done. Um, you know, a lot of times they don't answer the phone very well. A lot of people get frustrated because they can't get me. The reason I don't answer the phone all the time is because most of the time I, people call me, need me to do something. Well, I'm already busy. I'm already busy doing something. I don't want to answer the phone and have something else to do because I, one, don't want to tell you I'm going to do it, not do it. I know if I answer the phone, that means there's something else for me to execute on. And I've got a bunch of other stuff I'm executing on currently. Or I, my brain needs a break from execution and I'm getting decision weary. So, you know, my point is, yeah, don't call me. <laughs> Whoever's out there, you're not going to, if you try to call me, I'm not answering. Because I am, I'm focusing on what I need to focus on, not what everybody else needs me to focus on. And I execute and I get things done and I hand off to people to execute and then I follow up. Did we get this done? And all day long, did this happen? Did that happen? Okay, now what do we need to do? What about this idea? How do we follow through on that? Like execution, execution, execution. 
that is the market difference. That's why in my town, we've built a 30 truck operation and the biggest other operation is maybe five or six trucks. You know, it's, it's there's a huge difference in how we execute. And in the new areas that we're moving into, those guys are executing. They understand execution. Timmy and Jonah and, and, and my guys down in South Carolina, they're figuring it out how to execute and get stuff done and move fast. And, and they are moving fast. I love watching how fast they move and get things finished. But, you know, again, top performers, they're not great because of their ideas. They're great because their execution is better. Their vision is better. Their planning is better. Their process control is better. And the anchor of reality is their measurement is better. A lot of people don't measure. They don't measure you know, closing percentages. They don't measure sales per opportunity. They don't measure, you know, how much the van is bringing in on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. How much, you know, uh, how good is this technician versus another? I was in a long meeting today and a friend of mine, Chuck Hall, who's been on the show a few times, he was talking about, you know, giving sales leads to, let's just say five different people. And, you know, three of the people really turn the sales leads into a lot more money than the other two people. Really, the other two lowest performers were, um, you know, were burning through the leads. And so he did some quick math and literally getting rid of the two bottom people and giving those leads to the people who would do more with them was going to make him another million dollars in the year by simply watching the numbers, shifting who he gave the leads to would generate a ton more money for his company. And so it's that kind of measurement that you need to know. Whenever you get around businesses that are very successful, none of them, there's not one single one says, I don't know my numbers and I'm just magically profitable and amazingly growing. Nobody does that. You can't grow to big, a big company and not know your numbers. The bigger the company, the more dead on they know their numbers because they have to. And knowing your numbers helps you grow and get bigger, right? So execution on numbers. If you don't know your numbers, if you don't know them, I mean, be honest with yourself. If you're running your business off, how much is in your checking account? And if you got a lot of monies in your checking account, you buy stuff. And if there's not a lot of money, you panic. And you're not running on cash flow statements and you're not running on budgets. You don't know your numbers and you're not really in business yet. I mean, you're doing work, but you're not really in business. You, you're not a business person yet. Business people know processes, they know numbers, they know moving levers, they set vision for the company. So if you're not that, that's your next step. That's your execution. Okay, I don't know my numbers. How do I know my numbers? You hire people to know them. You keep working. You keep, you know, churning the money right now. But hire people to get you your numbers and you make decisions. And then as you get profitable, or even as you're break even, you start replace yourself and hire other technicians to do that so you can, again, do the things that other people can't do until they get trained. So I know I'm, I'm kind of beating this horse a little bit, but that is what you have to do. You have to, re, you have to replicate yourself and execute on it. So you must have a really big vision to do this. You know, you... I've mentioned before in 2017, it's really five years ago this week, I was on a TV show on CNBC called Blue Collar Millionaires. 
And I predicted that we would be a certain size company by 2021. And I'll be dang if it's not coming true. We are going to hit that goal. We are dead in line to hit it and actually exceed it. And I had a big vision back then. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know all the people that I would have to hire and fire to get here. I just knew that's a goal. It took me, gosh, let's see, I've been in business 36 years. So 31 years to get to a certain size. And I said, in five more years, we're going to be double this size. And sure enough, boom, here we are. And I think in another five years, I'm going to be double what the size we are now. It's it's not all coming out of Nashville. It's not all coming out of one business. It's coming out of scaling, replicating, moving, watching for opportunities, executing on opportunities. Um, I do want to do a little public service announcement right here. Just made me think of it. Um, if you are looking to buy businesses or land or, um, you know, you need a loan, the Small Business Administration, SBA, which is a government-backed program, they are they are making some amazing deals through the CARES Act and through the COVID, all the COVID relief stuff. They are, and don't quote me exactly on this. I just found out some of it today, and I, but um, they're waiving their fees, which is a percentage, which is a pretty good percentage for the loan. They're also um, paying your loan for the first six months. So they want you to buy businesses. They want you to buy things using SBA. And they're going to make six months worth of payments for you to do that, to get things started. So if you're on the fence, I think it just came out first of February, and I think it lasts through August or September. So you got a limited amount of time. This is this is part of the execution phase. I'm, I'm, there's some free cheese out there. There's some free opportunities. There's some uh, better programs for you to. If you're ever going to do something, now is the time. I've said it for years. There's not a better time to make moves on things. The economy can be up and down, but Whenever the government wants to help you out, I recommend you let them. You know, someone's got to, I mean, I don't like all these free government programs. I don't like them just doling out everything. But if they're going to dole it out, if that's the law of the land, uh, and I've got to pay taxes anyway, I might as well take what is available to help my business, my family, my employees, strengthen up my position, um, or, or I just get to pay taxes and somebody else does it. So, you know, take your, pick your poison. Um, I, again, don't love it. I think, you know, I think people in general, you know, I think the system needs to be smaller and get out of the way and people need to hold themselves accountable and do more. Again, the, the, the liberal side of things says the system is broke and, but people are actually good. It's a system that's flawed that needs to be fixed. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe the more you fix the system, the less fair things get, honestly. So, um, but to, to put a bow on it, and this might be a slightly shorter, you know, program today, but, you know, again, you're going to put your name on some crappy work. You're going to buy some mistakes. Um, and lastly, as this thing grows, as as you grow and scale, the number one thing you're going to have to get better at is leadership. You're not going to be so needed to do the technical work, but you are needed to lead. 
and I, I talk about leadership all the time as the most important ingredient. Well, right now, if you're a small business, there's nobody, if nobody's following you, you're not a leader. But understand the more you start handing this off, and if you do the one thing I'm telling you, you got to do, then you got to learn how to be a leader. So, with a leader, I'm just going to kind of close out with this. As a leadership, you, as the leadership requirement grows, you must grow. And uh, John Meredith, who was, you know, uh, has been on the show, big mentor of mine, he, this weekend, he said, you know, your mentor, your leadership has to grow. And it's kind of like you're, a, as a parent, he said, when your kid is really little and you're young, you have to be all over that kid. You know, you have to almost micromanage that kid. You do have micromanage, making sure it's okay, making sure it's fed. You've got to literally do everything for that baby or for that young business. That's just how business is. But as the kid grows, as the business grows, you have to morph into a different maybe a different disciplinarian. Uh, you have to m morph into a teacher. You have to morph into a role model. You have to m morph into, you know, all the things. And then as your child gets older and older, doesn't need you as much, all of a sudden you become the mentor to your child. And that's kind of where, you know, my daughter and I are and, 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 so, and my son and I are at times. Um, you know, they look back and they say, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then eventually they become, they take over and you can pull back. Well, that's the same thing in this business journey. You got to micromanage it at first and you got to let them grow up and you got to let them take wings. And, you, and at, at some point you got to let them take over. You've got to build it up so they take over and you get to, you know, enjoy the fruits of raising a great child or a business. You are the parent. But the problem is some business owners are helicopter parents. They just are right over top of their dang business all the time. And they, the business cannot grow. The leaders cannot grow underneath the helicopter. And your kids, you know, they don't never leave the dang house. They live in your basement, right? You don't want a business where your kids live in your basement, right? If you're not developing leaders that can run the thing, then you're that kind of parent. You are the helicopter parent that won't let your kid grow up. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I, I really love this concept and I really was excited to talk about it because it's so simple. I don't need to dwell on it, but you might need to dwell on it if you're not scaling and growing. All right, guys, that's my time. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.